Thanks for checking out Chemistry Connections on the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of HVSPN.com, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions represented within this episode are those of the content creators only. Please enjoy the show. Welcome to Chemistry Connections. My name is Cameron Scott. My name is Anish Panam. And today, we are your hosts for episode 19, The Chemistry of Alchemy. Today, we'll be discussing the chemical origins of one of the most famous myths of all time. Before I actually get into the nitty-gritty of um, what alchemy is, let's go through some background, some history. Yeah, so what is the legend of the alchemists? Well, there are many origin points um, throughout history. Alexander the Great conquered Egypt, and this led Greek concepts such as fire, earth, air, and water, I'm pretty sure everyone is familiar with that, to merge with the Egyptian science of the time. And this merging of ideologies led way to the concept of chemia, spelled K-H-E-M-I-A. It is a Greek it is a Greek word for Egypt. Finally, when the Arabs uh, occupied Egypt in the 7th century, they decided to add the prefix al to the word chemia. And this led to alchemia being made and is now believed to be the origin of the word alchemy. So that's so so although alchemy originated in Egypt. Mm-hmm. If this is the case, then why have I heard similar legends of alchemy in other areas around the world? Everyone has their own beliefs. Alchemy, so for example, and um even though everyone thought to be originated in Egypt, China for example developed their own method of alchemy through the use of minerals and plants which was thought to prolong life and also the use of exercise techniques such as qigong to manipulate the chi or life force of the body. And so that's like um another version that, that was like the pursuit of the elixir of life type thing, right? Basically, yeah. It's like finding the tree of life, finding the holy grail. Every culture has their every culture, every country has their own type of belief and alchemy was just another aspect of it they mm-hmm. they thought it was another way to prolong their life so for china it was different from egypt and another example um india for example they developed their own version of alchemy alchemy obviously reached its peak and populated in the roman empire with many alchemists searching for methods to alter the elements often strengthened to the domain of modern material science in their pursuit most famously Alchemists sought to transmute lead, a common and worthless metal, into gold. Well, we figure that all legends are based on some truth, so we tr- so we decide to try. Um, well, we figure that all legends are based in some truth, so we decide to try and find what could have inspired such an incredible idea. That's how we found the reaction between lead acetate and potassium iodide. So, going into the actual chemistry. We found that when lead acetate and potassium iodide are mixed in solution, a precipitate of lead iodide is formed. Now, this lead iodide is crystalline in appearance, and it's suspended in a clear solution. The way it reflects the light is very similar to the way that gold looks when it's suspended in solution. So that's why people say lead to gold. It's not actual gold. Exactly. Appearance-wise, it has similar properties. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And since but why? Since both of these, both of these materials were readily available to alchemists during the during the Roman times in the height of their myth, um, it's extremely likely that in their pursuit to find 
whether it be the the philosopher's stone anything like that someone may have ended up mixing these two and accidentally creating the lead ass tape potassium iodide solution and so like for example i mean uh, in the past there was a time of trial and error yeah, exactly. It so was pretty like, much put things together until people they had hits. time to do stuff. Nowadays, we have other. We set a standard in humanity that allows us to not do that anymore. So mm-hmm. we set a basis for it. And well, no, very much. Alchemy was the origins of chemistry, where before mm. it was there was no understanding behind what was being mixed. In so modern people, chemistry, we have an idea. We just expand on it. Exactly. Alchemy was the mm-hmm. the Christopher Columbus pretty chemistry, much. basically. Yeah, pretty much, and so. The way that we know that these materials were available, let's start with lead acetate. Mm-hmm. So lead acetate itself is, it can be produced a number of ways. One way is by first burning elemental lead, which is like just metal, uh-huh. and that creates lead oxide. Yeah. But then when you boil it in acetic acid, then it ends up producing uh, lead acetate suspended in solution. Acetic acid might sound familiar. That's because vinegar is a dilute su- solution of lead acetate. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's actually been documented that Romans, uh, during their reign, they actually used lead acetate as a sweetener. Uh, I've so, heard about this. Yeah, like, yeah. it's another name for lead acetate is the sugar of lead. And it's funny because the remains of those who lived during that time period, even someone as prestigious as Pope Clement II, have found to indicate death by lead acetate poisoning. Which is exactly why lead acetate isn't used as a sweetener anymore. Now, moving on. So, potassium iodide. Now, this one is a little bit more difficult to come to. However, it is still within the realm of possibility to have been found during this time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, KI, it's a high, it has a high natural source in kelp seaweed, which draws in a high concentrations of iodine from the seawater during its photosynthesis process. And then that can be extracted, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. And so, if you actually uh, singe kelp down to ash, then filter that ash with water and separate the liquid from the charcoal particles by just like filtering it again. Yeah. Then you end up with a dilute solution oh. of potassium iodide and other iodide salts. Huh. And so Mediterranean societies, like the Romans, have been documented using seaweed for food and medical production for many years, and also, most importantly, for fuel for fires. In its dried state, it was a very good fire starter. Mm. So someone burning seaweed is very much i mean you have to look at it because when you well that's actually how um it's actually how iodine was discovered was some guy in france was just burning seaweed and he noticed the smoke was purple and he was like what's this making the smoke or the fire the smoke from the seaweed the smoke was purple it was purple what does that indicate that indicates the presence of iodine that's how elemental iodine was first discovered so It would not be surprising if in some lost records it's found that an, an early alchemist in the Roman Empire was just burning seaweed and was like, huh, this smoke's purple. Maybe I can try and take something out of this seaweed. And so, yeah, that's just how you would end up with all the materials necessary. So we actually did this experiment together, and... The results were... Oh, man. Yeah, it was... When we first had just the potassium iodide in solution, it was just clear. And so we heated up that solution, added some lead acetate, and then it immediately turned yellow. Like bright orange. Viscous. It looked like orange juice. Yeah, literal orange juice. And so as the reaction continued, 
we noticed that glittering particles began to appear inside the solution and gradually the solution became more and more transparent until the point where pretty much it looked like it was raining gold. And that was the precipitate lead iodide. We filtered out the crystals from the solution afterwards and compared them side by side with a sample of gold leaf in solution and it was strikingly similar. And so, yeah, I would not be surprised whatsoever if that was the origin of alchemy. This is kind of going into our last part, like why we think it's cool. Like, What personal connection led us to this? It's probably just the idea, the mystery behind it. Going back to the first part, alchemy is the origin of chemistry, you're saying, right? And to prove yeah. that, we just tapped into it. Mm-hmm. This type of experiment, it, gave, it opened up minds to so many new things. They were able to do more experience similar with different elements, see what they could do. So like mm-hmm. everyday things, burning certain stuff, putting them in water, seeing color changes, all this visual stuff led people to- All the trial and error. Yeah, trial and error is the way of uh, experimentation. Thousands of years of it led us to a point in history where we have so much stuff because of it. Mm-hmm. We discovered elements that we couldn't have discovered before without trial and error. And mm-hmm. that's why I think it's cool. This, this was the stepping stone mm-hmm. into it. Something else worth thinking about is just alchemy has had such a huge influence on pop culture. Like, just think about all the different... Uh, Frankensteins. Yeah, we got Frankenstein, we got Full Metal Alchemist. It's everywhere. Yeah. And we were able to potentially find out where this all came from and experience that for ourselves. Yeah. Also, the solution's pretty beautiful. Oh, it looks it's cool. Pre- very pretty. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chemistry Connections. This was Cameron. And, th- and this is, has been a <laughs> Okay. Uh, other, you, other, pre- <laughs> other way around. You know other what way I mean. around. Yeah. This is Cameron. This is Anish. And thank you for listening to this episode of Chemistry Connections. For more student-ran podcasts and digital content, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. Thanks again.